begins now. Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawanda Henry BT. And yeah, welcome to the best political podcast in the country. Aren't we the only political podcast in the country? <laughs> hey, dude, we're still the best, eh? <laughs> anyway, what do we have on this week? Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about activists. Uh, as you know, there were some Zimflag activists that were arrested last week. So we're going to talk about activists. We're going to talk about protests a little bit and that whole movement and how it plays out in the Zim political sphere. We're also going to dabble a little bit in um, political friends who became enemies, frenemies. who became friends again. <laughs> yeah, frenemies and, and see how that takes us. Yep, um, that sounds great. Anyway, guys, as always, we're here to spark the debate. Um, our views and our opinions are our own, but definitely get in touch with us and uh, share some of your views. Um, yeah, Chris, I'll let you get on with the, the social or hashtag activism because you, you feel like <laughs> you've got very strong opinions about this, um, about Fudzi and our friends. Oh, uh, you see, now that's, I, I think it's quite an interesting topic and it's something that's been happening this year. Yeah. Um, the way social media has played out in our political, uh, sphere yeah. and the influence it has had on act, on actions that have taken place this year. I think it's something we can't ignore. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, I think, to start to, to go back and see where, how this whole thing, thing started. Kind of started. Yeah. So a brief, uh, you know, get back into the time machine um, sometime earlier this year, probably around um, February, March, April, around then. Um, uh, the good pastor, Evan, um, and this flag really got the ball rolling. Um, if you guys haven't heard about pastor Evan and this flag, um, basically you released a series of video and then it began as, you know, 25 days where you are wearing your flag and eventually it, uh, snowballed into what was quite at the time seen as in a very effective, um, you know, social movement or hashtag activism that was, um, which sort of culminated in, uh, uh, two stairways of varying successes. Um, <laughs> the first one uh, was quite successful. Uh, <laughs> um, was it because of him? I don't know. Uh, and then the second one um, was less so, but he uh, then subsequently, I think, uh, got uh, detained. Or was he actually officially arrested? He was. He yeah. was. He was. Yeah. He was arrested. He was arrested by the police um, and then charged with subverting a constitutionally elected government. Which is a ridiculous, ridiculous, Which is close to treason. ridiculous charge, um, uh, you know, from a legal perspective. Um, and then since then, he uh, has uh, made quite a nice home for himself in America. So basically, that was the genesis of um, the hashtag activism. Since then, we've had a number of other hashtags come up, uh, Tejamuka being notable. This flag uh, went through a reinvention or a palace coup, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and uh, now uh, uh, a good friend of ours, Fadzi Mayer, is now the face of it. I don't know if you'll call herself the leader. Um, yeah, so I think that's yeah. a, a quick history of it. Um, why we're speaking about it today is last week, um, there was a hashtag Munuesem Road, which was heavily pushed on social media, but had... Uh, you know, let's be honest, it had very, very little effect on the ground for a number of reasons. Yeah. So um, I think let's, you know, let's start with Munu SM Road. Mm. Um, it was a protest against bond notes, the imminent arrival of the much dreaded bond notes. And um, as as far as I understand, it was a, organized by this flag but it also had affiliates um, from guys um, like Stan Shorwadza. Uh, we was with uh, Stan is with the um, the informal vendors yeah. union, vendors union, and then uh, Patson Zamara as well, who who's uh, occupy Africa Unity Square and, and Tajamuka. Tajamuka. So Jamuka was in, there was a whole, actually a whole big story about that, um, which we might as well just get into it right now. Tajamuka initially seemed to be on board. Um, a couple of days before, they then said that um, Tajamuka doesn't operate without a consultation. Um, this really... Consultation with who? I, I, I don't know. It was a very interestingly worded statement. Um, and basically, they were saying they're pulling their support from the, 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 the demonstrations um, for against bond notes that were on the 18th of November. 
um to Jamuka which is led by Promise um Kwanzi Kwanzi my pronunciations are <laughs> something I'm going to have to work with <laughs> please bear with me ndrum salad um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no promise um who just two weeks before had actually been in a video with Fadzi uh, Mayer from this flag yeah they were they supposed s- to meet the RBZ meet the RBZ governor in a uh, public meeting that then became a Tanjamka only meeting private actually, closed door meeting a, a private closed door meeting and then 2 weeks later he's pulling out of a bond notes protest <clears throat> do you smell a rat <laughs> <laughs> i do actually like because you know it's it's interesting how these people were together and soon after they are not and then Tanjamka comes out and says that they have a bond notes protest on the 30th of november yeah on the 30th of november um which also is it's uh, i mean for me it's, it's very it's, disappointing it's yeah it's very it's very strange actually though the way these things have happened but my my theory on that is evidently what we what i can see is that someone or some of these people's intentions don't seem to be as genuine as they once were no and i, I will go back to it in terms of a lot of these movements have individuals who are the face of what it is yeah. and they claim that there are other members as part of their you know organization but, but we don't know who and those structure other members are. but we don't know who those other members are and you only get to see the one face every time it is always promise or it's stain or it's um patson dr patson or it's fadzinao and that then brings into question the growth of these organizations um and what exactly they are hoping to achieve i uh, i can agree and this is going to touch on on let's actually speak about tajamuka and promise uh, first of all sure yeah promise is uh, isn't new to this activism game he's been a politician yeah let's actually get that out of the way we can contrast that with maybe like fadzi or even dr patson who has not really been in the political sphere in a long time yeah and the fissure into jamuka you can see that uh, linda um you know who's also part of the jamuka and a part of the a lot of these protest movements was for the protest on the 18th uh, promise himself um we don't know if it, the the statement directly emanated from him but he didn't say anything against it um and also so it sort of seems that promise might be taking instructions or maybe having discussions with seasoned politicians who erstwhile his erstwhile paymasters um who might be you know have uh, their own uh you know agendas to play and also i think you know one thing that has has come up especially in light of this tajumuga thing is uh, funding and the money and you know there's accusations flying around 100,000 exactly. yeah 100,000 bay i don't put my i don't put much credence to those personally i do think that there is definitely a battle of resources but i don't think anyone would have been in stupid enough to give someone like promise or someone like stan or even someone like fadzi 100,000 to organize uh, a protest Um so I think there's a a competition for resources um and uh, the lack of their own financial autonomy may lead them to make decisions based off what their paymasters or where their resources are coming from. But you see this is the thing in terms of it then comes down to intentions and what are your actual intentions because if if Tajamuka says they are against bond notes and this flag says they are against bond notes and uh vendors say they are against bond notes and everyone says they are against bond notes why can you just not have a mass demo if the intention is to have a demo because nera is also having a demo there was was supposed to be this week it's been postponed to the 30th week, to the it was, 30th no, it was meant well. to be today 23rd oh, of november to, yeah. yes today is the 23rd yeah. <laughs> so it was meant to be today but it's been postponed till next week the 30th why not everyone come together and have one mass demo it the intentions is what i'm 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 now i'm hashing on because it it seems that there are people within these organizations who do not have genuine intentions and that then makes them weak is is tajamuka still mdc affiliated tajamuka is nera affiliated that i know for a fact nera okay. is mdc led in most cases even though nominally uh, didimus mtasa is the chairperson which 
for me still is a crazy, crazy thing. Um, <laughs> He's part of the opposition. <laughs> He's part of the opposition. Um, is that why he was giving Bob a phone call last week? Anyway. His, anyway. Look, they've been friends for a long time. So I think he was just generally yeah, so concerned and, both and wanted to. And not we're, coming back, we're coming back to frenemies. So <laughs> yeah. we'll bring that up. No. Um, so, you know, the thing is with these movements, they, they, like there's such limited space that you're right. I don't know why they're not, why they, why they're not coming, coming together. That being said, I think we can separate them into different classes of, of movements. Um, as can be seen by why maybe the one on the 18th wasn't as successful. Um, if you look at it is that Tajomuka pulled out and Nera was never vocally supporting, which means that you didn't have opposition parties supporting this movement. Supporting this day of 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 of, of uh, protest. Of protest. Yeah. I mean, uh, PDP leader was there for a short time, but he was basically the only person on the ground, and it was a phenomenal flop. Like, unfortunately, it's the truth. It wasn't as effective or as efficient as anyone had hoped. Um, I think that that's not just down to the fact that you know there was no political support, but also because of um, what happened to uh, Kauzani, Stenzel Radzwa, and uh, Dr. Patson Zamara the night before, um, where they got abducted, and uh, Kauzani, Ishmael Kauzani, and Patson Zamara had their cars burnt. Um, so by the time that news is filtering through the WhatsApp groups and the pictures are thinging in the morning, even people like myself, who I, I genuinely used to think was a brave, brave man, <laughs> We sort of decided maybe we'll, you know, drive close and just like see how it plays out. Yeah. So, you know, those, for me, those are the two, three main reasons. The fear by the abductions and everyone got a visit the night before. Apparently, uh, um, the Zinasu guys, Marco and Pride were saying, um, that they got uh, a visit. Um, I don't know about Fadzi. Do you, did you hear anything I, about? I, I have no idea. Promise didn't get a visit, funnily enough, because he wasn't supporting <laughs> it. Um, but definitely Dr. Patson Zamara, Ishmael Kazani, and uh, Stan, who were the most vocal, um, besides uh, that this flag guys got visits from uh, alleged state agents. So I understand now when we, let's talk a bit about uh, protests. And I understand that the environment is not, uh, conducive for protests because number one, as you said, the state is um, using means at its disposal. Terrorism. Before before these, <laughs> before these protests even take place, yeah. um, allegedly. <laughs> Are the protests alleged or is the terrorism alleged? <laughs> the terrorism is alleged okay, because innocent is still proven. As long as we can agree what it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. so there's, um, there's that. And then there's also the police on the ground yeah. who in previous protests have Been. used tear gas, water cannons, um, rubber bullets, have they? No, no, no. They're... No rubber bullets. I don't even know if they've got rubber bullets there. There's never been, there's been one situation where rounds have been fired into the air. As far as I know, I okay. wasn't there yeah. um, so, to disperse a crowd, but I, I don't think anyone's had anything fired directly, fired at, them. directly at them. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've had, and then there's the arrests as well. Yeah. So uh, protests are taking place under very strenuous circumstances um, in terms of coming up against the state. Yeah. Right. And I don't even know if we should call them protests because our protests and demonstrations, should we, are they, are they on par? Because there are peaceful demonstrations which take place, such as what this, this flag movement then did on that day, on the 18th yeah. in the park. They went and they sat down in the park. They had um, placards. placards that I believe said no to bond notes or something along those lines. And they were then arrested. Um, and what what my question then is, or yeah, that I'm that I'm throwing out is, what is the aim of the demonstrations, and is it an effective way of communicating with the people with power that you want to convince no to bond notes? I think 
I was waiting. I, I was waiting because, for you to get. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying the ineffective. No, yeah, because 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 I'm talking about in Zimbabwe. Yeah, we've seen the that protests have worked elsewhere, and I'll come so, to. So, to our listeners, what he's done is that I can't take an academic perspective <laughs> on this because he's asked me specifically yeah, about the Zimbabwe I'm situation. About, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I think that if you say that um, a group of uh, young, educated, like you know, girls, uh, you know, basically, yeah, young people sitting in Africa Union square is going to topple um, a, repressive, a repressive regime such as ours, then you're I, obviously do you joking. Know what? Do you know what? I also but don't think that the aim is to, of no, some of these yeah. um, activists is to topple the regime. I, I don't, don't think so. No, no. So I, don't, I, I think this flag hasn't gone as far as ever saying that. Yeah. Um, the point is for this flag, from my understanding, from their readings, from, you know, even back videos from, uh, you know, Pastor Evan and um, basically what Fadzi has been saying is to make the government more accountable. Yeah. Um, and the reason that demonstrations and protests and these things are more efficient than perhaps the, the, the traditional way in other countries where you write a letter to your MP or your senator and your senator then brings it up is that our MPs and our senators don't care necessarily. And this goes on both sides of the aisle. Um, don't necessarily either have a, the voice or the, the desire to bring up these things. And even if when they are being brought up by you, the likes of your Chamisas, by the likes of your, you know, a bunch of these guys, it's not effective to go through the legislature. So we're, the, the protest movement is, first of all, um, and their major aim, particularly their hashtag activism, is to get the conversation going, um, spark the debate, if you will, to use our, our tagline, but genuinely get citizens more involved in and in taking a stake in their country, which will eventually, uh, my understanding, lead uh, the government to be more accountable, accountable to the people. Um, I'll look at some of the early victories of Tajamuka, of, sorry, of um, this flag of, you know, forcing or requesting an audience with Dr. Mangujga and Mangujga, you know, requesting and sitting down with, you know, activists and economists and Fadzi herself but to talk about these issues, which is a, a form of accountability, which they wouldn't have done otherwise. Do you think so? I mean, is it not possible that they could have done so otherwise if tried, if, if, I mean, if they had, I don't, I, if yeah, they had I'm, taken the approach and tried to do it? If you, I'm, I'm, you think that they would have had this big Mangu mess? I think Manguchika would have sat down with people. If he had been asked and no one yes. was asking, the citizens weren't asking, so this flag no, is representing sure. the citizens they asked. No, I'm, yeah. S similarly, well, I think that, Which is, which is yeah. one of the methods that I think perhaps are more effective is engagement at that kind of forum, at that kind of um, level. Uh, I'm, I'm specifically going on to the protests here, and I personally, as you know, think that they are ineffective. <laughs> However, it is, and I'll say this uh, as the disclaimer, it is every citizen's democratic right to peaceful constitutional, constitutional right. sorry, constitutional right of the constitution. Yeah, to uh, peaceful demonstration. Yeah. It is also your constitutional right to petition to, parliament as petition well. Petition parliament to express your opinion. Um, you are allowed to say how you feel within, yeah. as long as it's not hate speech and inciting violence. So I agree that you are free to exercise your rights the way you see fit. My only issue then becomes what is the end game? How is that going to translate to what it is, to what your aims actually are? And you spoke about um, trying to get citizens more engaged. Yeah. And I, also, I, I personally think that uh, such protests in the current environment, which is not accommodative to protests, as you know, um, there were arrests of the this flag members on the, the Friday. Day, yeah. Is I think that puts more fear into people than um, you know than it emboldens them to actually go out there and protest. I disagree. I think that six months ago maybe even eight months ago, not wanting to speak for anyone, but I'm certain someone like Nyasha Msundu, Musan, um, goodness, my pronunciations, eh? Apologies to anyone whose name I absolutely butcher here. Um, Nyasha, you know, Anna Henry, Fadzi even herself would not have really seen themselves being at the vanguard or at the forefront of, 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 of something like that or being arrested for, for a demonstration of any kind. These are guys that are, you know, generally come from our, our, you know, 
the apathetic areas of, of this town and this city and this country. Saga, just Ipapucheti, they've already been effective in terms of making citizens more engaged. In terms of fear, we're already living in fear. This country is genuinely already afraid of the government. I, I don't think that it's a stretch to say that the levels of fear aren't necessarily going to be made any more worse. And so, in fact, seeing someone from as, uh, you know, making assumptions from as coddled uh, uh, an upbringing as uh, Fadzima area or someone who seemed to have their life in order so much as Dr. Patson Zamara, who didn't have to be on the street, doesn't have to be doing these crazy things, doing these things actually will embolden more people than perhaps having those same people sitting in plush offices or working their way up through the traditional pro- uh, political uh, ladders. Okay, I, I, I will take your point. I'll, I'll, I'll take your point and then look at it from a perspective of um, going forward. Um, I think in addition, if we are going to say that, you know, protests do have an effect, which I still don't, you know, believe in, in addition to that, there must be other avenues. Because looking at what it is that you want, if this were no to bond notes, and now this protest that happened on, on Friday yeah. was not a success, then what? It what then happens? It wasn't a success, but in many ways, like, and this is going to be controversial, 40 people being arrested and 18... Was it having, 40? At some point, there were 40 people picked up. Um, that was the initial number we got, but I don't know the actual final final people that spent the night there. Were there 40 people there? Picked up. Not 40 people. There were 40 oh. people there, but there were 40 people picked up. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll stand I thought, by that. I thought, well, <laughs> I, thought, I thought there were less. I thought there were about 14 people. Oh, who got no, I don't up. know about Anakazi, um, but I know from yeah. the PDP people as well. Who oh, were there were there. Yeah, so... Um, so, uh, being arrested and going through this, and I, I don't know if uh, Fadzu ever listened to this, but perhaps, you know, Things like that uh, are going to lead to greater things. So now she's uh, efficiently like become part of the struggle. Eh? Like so now <laughs> she's spent a night in the cells. Those guys have spent a night in the cells, and perhaps then personally they're more emboldened. So was it a flop? And if if you've created revolutionaries from an unjust uh, arresting, uh, you see, you see, <laughs> this is this is why then some people. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have then said that, the, you know, they've questioned the intentions and I, I want to say that I'm not one of them. Um, I don't believe anyone went out there with the intention of getting arrested. I don't think anyone actually wants to spend a night in jail. I think the reason why um, they went out to protest, even after it was... Because they went out around 12 o'clock. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Because um, remember, yeah. it was meant to be 9 a.m. and then no one rocked exactly, up and then yeah. they regrouped. So, around quarter past 12, uh, yeah, they around, actually were there. Around 12. Because um, we, we then got into the park at around one o'clock, 1 o'clock and, and they, they already they'd already gone. Yeah. So, yeah. It's actually so, funny. She, she wrote back to me saying, lol. <laughs> I can't see anyone. Where are you? <laughs> so, I mean, I think the reason they went out was because they had said they were going to do so. And they were, try, they were not trying. They were living up to their word. And I think it's very important for them to do so. But I will, you know, following that, the conversations on Twitter, on Facebook... Some people have said, you know, they just wanted to get arrested. Some people have said that, you know, they wanted to make a name for themselves. And actually, it was more directed towards Fadzi. And the sad thing about it is um, there were eight people who ended up in court. Yeah. Talent Chademana, Patrick Mugadza, Fadzi Mahere, Henry Munangati, and Nyasha Musano. Right? I know there were other people who were arrested. Paid, um, the, in the picture, in the picture that yeah, was going around, there were other option, people. And um, my understanding is there's, a, there's an option for police bail the night before. Um, basically, pay a twenty dollar fine, admission of guilt, and then, and then you're you on your go. way. So I think um, it's unfair for the people who have said that they've done it for the name and you know to earn stripes, basically, um, to say that. But however, there is this perception now going along, right? And how does it then impact? this flag as a movement because after pastor E left, it also had implications on, on what happened to this flag. And then Fadzi has come up as the face 
Yeah. Which is one of the problems that I have with these social movements, as, as I've said, is that there seems to be one person who is the face. Now, at least I know there's eight other members uh, who I can name scaring, by name. But but yeah. my problem with that as well is that on Facebook, on Saturday, on Twitter, when the um, bail hearing was happening, yeah. the hashtag was free Fadzi and friends. So again, it's, and it's not of her doing, it's not even her fault, but it's the perception that people around on social media have created in the sense that they are creating, it's, it's almost hero worshipping. You're creating a, a pedestal or you're putting her on a pedestal. Making demagogues. And then, yeah, making demagogues. And, and if then she does not live up to what is then expected of her, wrongly so, then it creates a crisis within that. And what I find with these um, online movements or these social media movements or these social movements, let's call them social movements because it's a citizen's movement and them being online is that they don't have structures or org- there's no organization. There's nothing on the ground to support it. So whilst this message is going around on WhatsApp, the videos on Facebook, people are liking, people are retweeting. Yeah. You can't actually quantify how many people there actually are within Harare without actual structures on the ground. And I think this is a folly of these yeah. um, movements and why they have not had much success. The, the, the stay away in, in, at the beginning of the year, around May, May, yeah, was I think more to do with the civil servants not getting their money and the combi drivers having problems with um, the police, and they impacted that more than I say Pastor E calling for a but, stay away, because then what then happened afterwards was the next stairways that he called were flops. Yeah, the civil servants and the ET drivers were definitely a factor, but the national and international media recognition of that stairway, I believe, was because of the this flag and the hashtag movements. Great. So and, and, so and my point is even like just to go back um, before you even if people are saying they went to go there and get arrested, right? It's it's one of these things that we, we as people generally do is uh, tall poppy syndrome we have it in Zimbabwe. If someone gets too too tall, too big, there's always going to be distractors. People are going to want to, to cut them down. Sure. They shouldn't be deterred by that. Sure. And even from even a more controversial point of view, if you're looking to be effective and you're looking for a political platform and you're looking for ascendancy, being arrested is not the worst decision you can make for your political career in this country. I think that there's no credible opposition. In fact, there's no, some of them, even in Zanupiv, who have made their careers off the fact that they've gotten in trouble of the law of fighting over things. So, you know, it's one of those criticisms that are unfair in a way because if she was a politician and she had gone to get arrested, she would be a hero. But because she's trying to inspire people, they're trying to inspire people, other people to get active. And these people feel maybe shut out or they, they don't feel that there's, it's efficient or effective or whatever. They then attack on the fact that she got arrested. She didn't go there to get arrested. I, I agree with that. Yeah, she totally stood, agree with uh, that. They, they stood for their principles and their rights and people can say it's stupid. Indeed. Of course you're going to get arrested. Yeah, of course they knew the risk going into it, but you know, that wasn't the end goal. Um, and, and I salute them on actually going out Yeah, in the face of what happened being a flop um, and standing, as you said, by their principles and making the decision to do so. Uh, yeah. I think it was very noble of them. And I, I'm just looking at the situation and thinking that, in, in terms of achieving their goals and their aims, there has to be other ways. The, and, one, and one of the issues, again, um, besides the fact that there are no structures, there's no, you know, there's no cell group. And this is something I've, I've mentioned. Um, there was a citizen's symposium yeah. a couple months back. And I, even, I mentioned there that for it to move forward and grow, yeah. you're going to have to have either more symposiums of that sort in different locations, you're going to actually engage people face to face on the ground, um, talking your ideology, yeah. talking your beliefs, and that kind of thing. I don't see that happening. And as I've said, a problem has been that this flag has been a one face organization. Um, you haven't you they, know, they, gotten they, to they, see. They, and don't they, have, they have people around, they have other people there, yeah. but you never got to see who these people were. They don't have. They don't have the, the, the institutional knowledge of either A, churches, 
church leaders um, since Pastor Evan left or be politicians? Because those are the two main organizations in this country that are effective at organizing people. Do they want to engage them? Though, no, is the question. If they they don't they don't. I'm not saying that Fadzi or this flag or Tajamuko. I mean Tajamuko is already in MDC um, affiliate. It's already in Chamisa's back pocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. Um, so you think? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, um, I, I'm not saying that they should then become a political party sure, or they sure. should find. Uh, uh, but activism can only take you so far. I, um, and that. if, if you're, if you, I mean, they're going to learn from this. I'm sure next time that they call for a protest or a demo, they're not going to ignore, um, some of the concerns of uh, these other social movements or maybe the organizational powers of, of uh, being affiliated with a political party. Um, so they'll learn. Do you know but what? If they want to then engage the same people who are retweeting and hashtagging, to come out onto the ground, they're going to have to do it in person and be more efficient in terms of either, cell, like you said, cell groups sounds like a great idea, door-to-door knocking, things like that. Until then, there will largely be flops. Do you know what? I also think that the unfortunate thing about social media, as I said, the people who like retweet and share, um, you can have 100,000 likes and retweets yeah. and they are all from people based in the diaspora. And... I think we have a large number of people online based in the diaspora who contribute to um, the propping up of these online yeah. social movements. Social you mean movements, f- right? financially or just in terms of likes and retweets? It, it, I suppose it's the same it's thing. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can quantify. So, yeah, so what then happens is you, again, it comes back to quantifying how, how many people you have on the ground, how much um, traction you have on the ground. And it's great that Zimbabweans all over the world are supporting, you know, for their own interests, whatever political affiliations, yeah. social movements, whether it's NPF, MDC, Tajamuka, this flag. It's great that Zimbabweans around the world are certainly more engaged in but, the po- uh, political yeah. things that are happening in this country. But again, um, being based here and wanting to be a movement that's based here, yeah. you have to find a way to relate to or quantify your numbers of people that are actually here that, that support, support you. I, I think what's important to note is that hashtag activism didn't start here. Um, I'll give you an example. I think most, most uh, you know, geopolitical people, political theorists will tell you hashtag activism started with Occupy, um, Occupy Wall Street. First Occupy Wall Street was probably no more than 20 people there. Sure. But they eventually got to a point where they shut down Wall Street with almost 20,000 people there. Um, let's take it even further back in history. Che Guevara and, and, and Fidel Castro initially started with 183 supporters and they toppled the country. So, you know, all power to the 18 or 14 people, eight of whom you've mentioned, mentioned by name, yeah, who were arrested on the 18th of November because maybe in five years' time we'd be like, oh, that's, that's where it started. So, so it's an organic movement. It's a citizen's movement. People are learning. They, like I said, eight months ago, Fazi was a lawyer and a somewhat social commentator on, on things that she just wrote on her Facebook. Literally, she wrote on her Facebook. Now you can't even like uh, add her as a friend anymore because, you know, she, she's been thrust into this position um, reluctantly or maybe not so reluctantly, <laughs> depending yeah. on who you ask. So it's growing. Uh, the criticisms are fair, but it's growing. People are learning and... You know, the people who are really criticizing the social, social, uh, the social movements, maybe, you know, you've actually been quite uh, calm in your criticism. The people who are really criticizing them, are, there's two groups. There's the ZANU-PF, uh, you know, hierarchy who wants to dismiss their citizens so that they are not called to account for their things. Then there are the politicians who are on the opposition who also have that same mentality. And you see these divisions already coming up as a result of this interference, um, whether it's through using money or through using, you know, different, you can't have three demos for the same thing in the space of two weeks. 
Um, but it's also because people are looking for political ascendancies. And I hope, um, you know, these Fadziana and Fadzi, they grow up and they realize how to play the game because at the end of the day, you know, she, she likes to say, I'm an activist. I'm not a politician. I'm a citizen. You're a politician. <laughs> so this is You are thing. doing yeah, politics. You're living politics. Now go and get dirty and destroy these old <laughs> men at their bloody own game. Oshinsu. <laughs> Destroy them. I, 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 can, I cannot endorse that message, but I will say though that um, she is in politics. Um, no, definitely. It, there's there's no two ways about it. Uh, I think the uh, outside from the protests, they are the means, and one of them was actually that uh, letter she wrote mm. um, when Stan Stanbeck. Stanbeck, oh yeah. When Stanbeck um, put out their letter yeah, to their... Changing their, the terms and conditions of their deposits. Right, yeah. And, you know, she drafted a very, very simple letter, yeah. legal language that said people must not sign the, the amended contract. Just don't sign it. Just don't sign it. And Stanbeck was shook. A day later, they, they took it back. withdrew their statement and their contract. So I think that was very effective. Uh, it was direct. It was simple but it was if um concise and it hit them where they where it hurt yeah it hit them where it hurt and i think uh again in terms of engaging and because and because uh this flag has not said that it is for toppling the government or you know yeah. that um regime change even though the concept of regi- regime change in a democracy is is the very is essence, essence of a democracy, democracy. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, I won't I won't get into that because <laughs> no, we're going think, into we're going into no, ivory um, towers and hiding there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, one of one of the things is I don't know. Again, the government might not even want to engage, but at the same time. They do read the stuff that Fadzi puts out. Yeah, they they follow what what this flag is doing, and they they follow you know you know um, for you know various reasons. You know what was most significant than being arrested? Sorry, this yeah. week on your point is that she was mentioned by Manieru. <laughs> That's actually for me is you've made it. <laughs> when Ethan Manieru spends column when, time when, on your when, name, when, <laughs> you've made it. So I think it was more significant than being arrested. It means you're well and truly within the folds of... <laughs> well, which makes, you know, you a political player. Um, I think, you know, this flag also got a meeting with Mangujka earlier on yeah. in the year. Um. I might be naive and I might be hopeful that there's room for engagement in various ways, but there's also have you, I think you have to look at certain things practically and I'll go to an example from Namibia. Um, A group of expelled Swapo Youth League members, three of them led by a guy named Jobam Panda, uh, decided that land reform needed to take place in Namibia. So what he then did was he went to a a posh neighborhood. It was the need for land, living space. So he went to a posh neighborhood in in Vinduk um, and say he went to Borodell Brook and he found an open space and he put a pole in the ground and he claimed that as his land. Yeah. Right? And he basically... It was a protest. Yeah. It was not um, actually claiming the land, but it was a protest. It got media coverage. He then said that we have a land problem. So many people don't have land and the government is doing nothing about it. Uh, a couple of months later, he went on a media, social media campaign and asked everyone in Vinduk to come to the city of Vinduk and sign up for land because you can, you can go to your local um, council Council and sign up for land and and then they'll get back to you when land is available and you just, you know, you buy the land um, From from council. I think the first, when he did it in Vinduk, about six, 8,000 people, Turned up. up yeah. On the day. He said yeah. on one specific day, let's all turn up. Yeah. The city was shook. He then saw that this is effective. He called it nationwide. 
and they got about 50,000 people. Namibia is a population oh, of 2 million, million people. So you had 50,000 people nationwide going to every <laughs> single um, council yeah. in the city. Swakopmund, Tsumeb, um, you know, Everywhere. All, all around signing up for land. Yeah. And he gave the government an ultimatum. I think it was nine months. And he said, in nine months, you should have solved this issue because we've signed up and you owe it to us to deliver on giving us land. Yeah. Clock, you know, went down. And a week before the deadline, the government, the president invited, they started calling themselves AR, um, affirmative repositioning. Right. Okay. And the government called the um, called them into a meeting. They had a day long meeting, yeah. and at the end of it, they came up with an agreement in which the government promised to service two hundred thousand plots. Yeah, uh, and the process then started following. They had already on the list for land. There were, I think, a hundred thousand names yeah. plus the fifty thousand that then signed, signed up, up afterwards. Yeah. It was one hundred fifty thousand. So the government promised to service two hundred thousand plots. Yeah, this was a form. It was not political because they are still affiliated to Swapo. To, to Swapo. Yeah, but they were a citizens' movement. They organized some youths and they made a plan for themselves to to, you know. To they found legal means. They also found within themselves lawyers, engineers, yeah. um, people who could actually come up with a document. They presented the document to government saying, there's land here, it can be serviced, this, these are the legal ramifications and this and this. It was a comprehensive document that because of the pressure that then came, government then responded. Yeah. I, I don't know how something like that would work here, but I think, these are some of the thinkings, I think, alternative thinkings that yeah, could be very useful. And unfortunately, in that case, you're not comparing apples to apples, eh? That's true. That's um, true. And if you were to use the example of... First of all, like, let's just look at the genesis of this flag. Isn't we're talking about bond notes? We are. There well, was, now we're talking yeah, about bond notes. And bond that's, yeah. But that's genuinely their main... That was one of their main issues. That was the meeting with Mangojga, yeah? That yes, meeting, overwhelmingly, people said, no, we don't want bond notes. John Manguja said, heavy. We're going on with bond notes. So, no, I, like, agree, I, so, I, I agree I mean, with that, right? <laughs> but, but, now, so, but now, look, what, what I also am thinking is, um, has yeah. there be, have there been economic minds that have presented alternatives to bond notes? And I know it's not the responsibility of, of the citizen to do I don't, so, I, I, but working in the in the environment that we're working in, I mean, it's again, it's not the responsibility of the citizen. But if yeah. if you have a bright idea, you should present surely it. present it. Yeah, I think of course. Yeah, no, you're correct. But you know, we're Namibia and Zimbabwe. No, two different understand, countries. Two very yeah, different, two different countries. countries. Two um, different political um, they, situations. It's a nascent. It's a nascent uh, movement. I'm sure you would expect them to have matured by now, but they're still learning. No, I, I and mean, look, you know, Fazi didn't come from uh, <laughs> from uh, from the folds of the ZANU-PF youth league because people that have come from ZANU-PF have been quite effective in mobilizing things, resources for the areas. And things like that. So perhaps having also that uh, political experience puts you at an advantage. That is, that um, is yeah, that, and, that could be and true. And like great, their greatest weakness, uh, is particularly uh, Dr. Patson and Fadzi, is they're reluctant to call themselves uh, politicians. And the sooner that they do that, the sooner that they're not just telling us not to come out on the street, the sooner they're telling people to register to vote, the sooner they're telling people to you know call their MPs, put that kind of pressure on them. Uh, the more powerful they're going to be. Uh, but, you know, lots of weaknesses, but genuinely, overall effective. That's that's, that's my... <laughs> Except for the protests. I'll stand by that. I don't think the demonstrations are effective. That in, are, even in, if in, one person shows up for your <laughs> protest, you've been successful. I mean, yeah. No, you know what? You know, yeah, that's we, my, my genuine belief look, is that even if one person shows up for your protest, you've I, been... What, what, again, it's... I, I suppose I'm not looking at... Um, the process I'm looking at the product. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm more focused on the product, so I will. I will take that approach because I know if I go to the process, Project, yeah. process, then I'm. I'm going to. You, you know, change your, my stance. Exactly. So, <laughs> but, but um, I mean, it's very interesting. Again, speaking about the protest. So interestingly enough, um, as we said, some people were not picked up, 
And I generally have a question. So we're <laughs> moving on a bit. I generally have a question of how AC Lumumba got away. Because if you look at the videos on on on, on Facebook, yeah, he, he was, was there. there. In every single video, he's he there. He's slippery. And then <laughs> next thing you know, people have been picked up. He's not one of them. And he then posts. Um, I'm you know, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fadzi, Mudiwa, Patrick, Henry, they've been picked up. But yeah. I got away. And I'm thinking, well, um, <laughs> so I'm actually I'm actually intrigued. That was an audio clip from <laughs> Sorry, no. Um uh, I'm, actually, no, I'm generally intrigued as to how no, AC I think, got away. I think it was more for process. Um I don't know. I'd have to actually ask and, and find out. I don't think that they I think they were detained initially and then those that uh, decided to use their arrest as also another form of protest. Because that's what people forget, Ka, is that an arrest itself is a form of protest. Uh, yeah, so it, it, you were asking maybe earlier to go back the difference between a, a, a demonstration and, and a protest. protest yeah. So when they were sitting down peacefully, that was a demonstration. When they said, no, we're not going to pay $20 as a fine, we're going to let you go through due process with this unjust law that our constitution lets you violate our constitutional rights. That's a protest. Um, so even the court case and, and the arguments that were being put out in court, that's, that's when it turned into a protest. And I think perhaps he was there for the demonstration, not there for the protest, um, which is also, you know, his constitutional right. Indeed. Um, indeed. I'm just, no, look, I, I really am just intrigued as to how it all played out, you know, like, yeah, no, okay, so I people think, are getting picked up and they go and they see, you just you walk know, away. Like, yeah. But, and the, the cops in Africa Unity Square outnumbered the, yeah, but the protesters I don't think, that were I think genuinely, <laughs> honestly as well, I think the, the cops are becoming more savvy. I, I also think they were quite reluctant to make those arrests. I, I don't think that uh, they're as ov- overzealous as they were maybe six or seven months ago. Because I think six or seven months ago, they were when people refuse to move, which we've seen videos of people in the same um, same area in the Africa Unity Square being beaten for sitting down. In fact, less people. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, either they've engaged a PR man or someone is now giving them instructions that you, this is a different class of protester. This is a different, I suppose class is an unfortunately correct term to use there, um, that you can't necessarily be violent because you know the camera phones are out um it's straight onto youtube it's straight onto i i they're probably streaming it live so are you saying that the cops have become frenemies with the protesters, <laughs> with the protesters. <laughs> yeah i think i think they are which is an excellent segue no, i lied it was a terrible segue absolutely horrendous segue so, to our second <laughs> second i mean yeah but i, I kind of um, just I, I i had to there but on yeah uh, moving away from the protests a little bit onto the issue of um, frenemies. Of, I think frenemies is is onto the issue of politicians politicking and being good at their damn jobs. Eh? <laughs> That's true. I mean, it, it it is the nature. So basically, um, our discussion is premised on the meeting that took place between. Timba Mliswa Honorable Timba Mliswa I apologize <laughs> and, and Honorable <laughs> and Honorable Savior Kasukwere um, last week media um, pictures came up on social yeah, on, media yeah on they Twitter a, they um, Savior tweeted them himself yeah actually they they sat um, down they were talking about the Norton constituency the issues Kingsdale. that were taking Kingsdale which is the farm that um um, which was given to people, then taken away, then given, then yeah, taken away. So it's land. been it's, it's been going on a, since two thousand, uh, probably before two thousand and thirteen. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, in terms of who owns the land because it had been parcelled out, and then it was there was a court case. Um, someone actually won the land back and began evicting people with the minister's uh, permission. Um, the reason why it's so interesting is uh, less than three months ago. Um, uh, Honorable Meliswe had said <laughs> that he had tried to punch Savior for making a sexual advance on him. And I'm not making that up. That's actually what happened. <laughs> um, but now they're 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 shaking hands and uh, you know 
having tea in the minister's office. Interestingly enough, um, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say this, but in a in an interview, um, Honorable Mliswa, he really says some not so nice things about um, Honorable Kasukwere, and he's. Guys, just he's, Google it if you're listening yeah. and you're interested. Just, um, just in a recent interview, it hasn't gone out yet. Um, <laughs> oh, That's <but>, interesting. <laughs> it's coming. But, but you know, he's he's basically said he's bad at his job as a political commissar, yeah, and that he 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 shouldn't be in the position that he is. What I then garnered from that was just that um, Honorable Meliswa wants to be the political commissar of San PF. So his whole and he wouldn't be terrible at it either. <laughs> his whole independence, you know, I I I I, I know, wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I would be surprised if he doesn't go back to. Isn't you? You're the one that put me onto the 48 laws of power. <laughs> Number two, Che Che, never put too much trust in friends and learn how to use your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. So so, so that indeed. photo op is not does nothing bad. Um, for for Mr. Honorable Mliso, it does plenty of bad for for perhaps. I wonder if maybe he's now frenemies with Jamisa and uh, you know, and Wajgajena. I mean, they've been taking pictures together yeah, outside so, Parliament. I mean, so at, I mean, at the end of the day, Kissinger did say no permanent friends, <laughs> enemies, only permanent <laughs> interests. interests. And it is clear that they are both serving their interests. Yeah. Whether their interests are for the good of their constituents and the good of the nation is yet to be seen, but I do hope that it is something that, you know, we, is, we, is, if we see more of it, I wouldn't mind. Um the only problem is that with how, you know, polarized our political situation is, the second you're seen with someone from either opposite political party, opposite faction, whatever, you're immediately compromised. So while well, I would like to see, you know, perhaps a, a Jesse Majome trying to sort out the issues in, you know, in her constituency with some of these ministers, particularly like waste and roads. Um, as soon as that, uh, she takes a picture with them, her own uh, party will start saying um, from ZANOPF, um, which their president has set a precedent for. <laughs> <laughs> Again. On that next interest. week. <laughs> but, but, right? But no, but the thing is, at the end of the day, as an MP, and you have to work with the incumbent government. Whilst you can oppose them um, in parliament and some of the things that they do say, I'm not saying um, agree with everything. Yeah. But there are certain things that you're going to have to work with the minister of local government because he is the minister of local government. It's, you're going to have to work with the minister of um, energy because your constituents need but energy. But it's easier for, it's easier for, for, um, for Temba as an independent to do that. Um, yeah, whereas sure, because he has no party. He has no party and he, you know, most people only see his, uh, his exit from ZANU-PF as temporary. But if you consider the plight of an MDC MP um, who might want to have a power project in, in their area... Um, they were likely, or even the incumbent government doesn't want to, it's not in their interest to develop MDC constituencies. It's not in Xavier's interest. And as you've seen by his meddling, um, in local councils for local councils to run efficiently because they run by the MDC. And if they deliver, then it's a bad thing for them in come 2018. Uh, so um, you know, I politics think, is being played on yeah, both sides, it's, but genuinely, it's, it's, it's um, politics. particularly with this this minister, um, he's not. He's by far the least genuine um, in their concern in his portfolio of all the ministers. Even the, the the Robin Hood professor is not as bad as as him because his meddling in all of the city councils has led to certain inefficiencies. I'm not saying the city councils aren't corrupt. But you know, <laughs> it's I, over and above. I, look, as as you've said, I think there's problems on both sides of the equation. I I would just hope that again, on both sides, they are willing to extend the proverbial olive branch, branch and work with each other for the good of their constituents. Yeah. Again, like it's it's this is what politics ideally should be about and we're talking ivory from the ivory tower, tower here is that they're setting you know, a precedent definitely it's a good thing uh, yeah and i hope that more 
what such um, engagement happens would hypothetically would, what 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 new frenemies would you like to see oh. um become become uh, become friends again <laughs> you want the Joker and Batman, right? Uh, <laughs> do you, do you know want Trace and, 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 and Bob to come back I'd together? No, I'd actually, <laughs> I'd actually like to see this flag and Mangujka sit down again in a constructive manner, where you're getting people. And I, I say this flag as the citizens' movement. Yeah. So I want to see citizens, citizens. getting involved in presenting. Um, feasible options that could be used whether and, they, then, they and, and then on the other side you want them to listen these guys listening uh, that's those are the kind of frenemies that i'd like to see, like to see. To. so i'd like to see you know uh, the citizens and it's interesting to the say the citizens and the state are you not a citizen together, right <laughs> indeed i am and i think i'm i'm you I'm want doing, to i'm doing my part by voicing my opinion yeah you know i'm 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 putting this out there that i think it would be very useful if let me not put the pressure on this flag yeah. but any citizen with an economic brain who believes that they have you know something to add something to add yeah. to help out our economic situation. I think I would like to And see on the other side, our government actually listening. listening. Um, I think I would like to see the Fujis get back together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no jokes aside, uh, definitely this, the, 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 my, my own personal one is Tsangirai uh, uh, and his erstwhile lieutenants, all of them, mm. um, frenemies. And um, I suppose Joyce and uh, Morgan, we need a coalition in the opposition because all of these is uh, twiddling our thumbs unless until we get uh, to the position where they're together. <laughs> uh, to be quite honest, it's something I don't think we mentioned in, in, in full and now we're getting towards the end, but the citizens are also going to need a political home, home and vehicle. Yeah. Uh, really it's again it's something that you know in it comes down to organization on the ground yeah. but when people speak of the social revolutions that took place social movement revolutions that took place in social media revolutions that took place the in, Arab, in the springs, Arab springs and things and, yeah. part of that was very useful because the number one as Miles Tendi puts it in his um, foreign policy article on FP on FP yeah on FP dot com where he says open yeah shout out to to Miles Tendi yeah yeah would love to Skype you in actually yeah that would be that would be good where he says that one of the reasons why it worked was because of the position of the army in those countries that the army was there was not supportive of the incumbent government yeah number one he also said that there was a political alternative uh, once that regime had been changed. In, and one of the things that the citizens' movement doesn't seem to have a is political a political alternative. alternative. But again, the citizens' movement has not said they are for regime. No, they're not. Except for Tajamuka. But Tajamuka is... It's yeah. MDC, so it's... <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I'm sure they'll take offense to us calling, calling them, them MDC all affiliate. Throughout, affiliate, yeah, all affiliate. throughout the show. I think they, they, they just want to see a change in government. Um, but yeah. But you need to have a political alternative once you, definitely, once definitely. you are gunning for a change in government and what we've done unfortunately in the show is we've boxed the People social movements into into one sort of we, grouping yeah um though very, we did speak about them differently it's just that again what are your intentions are they clear um uh, and what are you how are you driving those intentions how are you driving towards those intentions i think for me that's where the 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 disparities are is that some of these intentions aren't clear. And um, that being said, it's a nascent movement. It's an infant as it was. Um, and I you think know, you're that, right. I I'm, think that their intentions are going to become very clear as they mature. I'm sure. And as they gain institutional knowledge. Yeah, I'm sure people um, said the same thing, you know, what that I'm saying. When, about when, the Arab Spring. In not fact, even the Arab <laughs> Spring, man. I'll take you back to the liberation struggle when team. ANC was, yeah. you know, the ANC Zimbabwean. Uh, in Rhodesia was was around. I'm sure they said the same things when the split in Zapu and, and Zanu happened. I'm sure they said the same things about. I think Zanu. we should have a full so, history episode about that. We should. We should actually take it. <laughs> but back, um, yeah, relax it a bit. Time. 
we're looking like um, we've run out of time, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, like, as you'd heard, we've made a lot of references um, to the, this flag, to Jamuka, all these uh, nascent political movements, um, social activist movements. Civil. Civil society. Sorry. They're not even civil society. They're, they're not political. They're definitely citizen, not citizens, citizens movement. movement. Yeah. Um, and that article, actually, um, I really feel it's important you guys have a read. It's um, called Why a Hashtag Isn't Enough for of a Revolution in Zimbabwe. And it's uh, by Blessing Miles Tendi. It's on the foreignpolicy.com. Um, just Google that. Um, that's the main source we've actually used. The rest is just um, from our, our our own little views and our corridors and As, uh, the places that we happen to frequent based on <laughs> on uh, whom we we get to interact with on a day to day basis. And and please, um, I hope that you do share your views as well. It's part of the debate. I think you yeah. know we we want to hear what you think because we feel it's important that young people. Um, and old people. And old people. All yeah. people. If you're knitting be, there, go go and yeah. please get hold of us. Yeah, but you know, it's important <laughs> that we start having these conversations and out spark the there debate, and like sparking the debate. Because from there, we hope that something concrete can come about and it will help to build a better Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, Tawanda Henry Beatty. Um, you can find me at Twitter at um, Henry Beatty, at Instagram at uh, Mr. H underscore Beatty. And uh, on Snapchat is just Henry Beatty as well. Um, yeah, Tawanda is quite common. So I suppose Henry it is. Sounds, <laughs> sounds regal. <laughs> and um, my name is Christopher Farai Charamba. You can find me at Chris Charamba on Twitter and on Instagram. You've been listening to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. Capital 263.